0: We'll Welcome to Open Mind GFO Radio. Hopefully you guys can hear me okay. Uh, if any of you start to join the chat and you have any problems, let me know. In fact, now people are starting to join. Hello. So I am your host, Alejandro Rojas, and my special guest today is Karen Bird. Hi, everyone. How are you today? Isn't she lovely? Thank you. She's my honey bun, so I can say that. <laughs> Uh, oh, we got some... Okay, so we have people joining. Let us know if you have any loud and clear, Eric says. Cool, thanks, Eric. So what we're going to go do, Karen runs the International UFO Congress. I run uh, Open Minds TV, Credible UFO, and UAP news and information. So I'm going to go over some of the news uh, that's gone on during the week and some of the articles that I've written and, and different interviews and things that I've done and it's been a crazy week, so we've got a lot to go over. And uh, then we're also going to tell you about the International UFO Congress. And in fact, why don't we start with that just real quick? I'll bring up the web page for people to look at. And then in a minute, we'll have Karen go over what this cool tool is. Because she's got this really cool tool that she found.
1: Well, it's an app. It's the platform. Yeah, tell them about it. Okay. Well, this year, unfortunately, we can't have our in-person conference, so we're doing a live streaming conference, and using um, we have a, uh, we're using Zoom, but you're not going to be it on Whova. That's the name of it. H W no 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 W H O V A, and uh, what it is? It's a conference platform.
0: Look, there's you, honey.
1: Oh wow, cool. Uh, It's a uh, conference platform, which allows um, more interaction than just a regular live streaming. So people will be able to, um, once they buy a ticket, they can upload their own information into there. If they want everyone to see them, you can upload your own picture, um, something about you, contact information. And then once you um, get by a ticket and you've done that, you can also go and see other people's um, pictures and contact information and you can talk to them and you can make. Uh, chat rooms. You can also do live meetups. Up to 30 people, you can start your own meetup right there in Whova. And uh, you send out an invitation or send the link to people and then they can get in there and you can all talk in live and see each other. So that's one great feature. Also, Um, there's still an exhibitor room and there are virtual booths. So you can click Uh, into one of the booths and you can see people's people's products, their pictures, their website information. They can even live stream during the conference so they can be right there and you can ask them questions. And uh, during the actual lectures, you'll be able to ask questions of the speakers just like you're at a regular conference. So we really think that this uh, platform is gonna make it a lot more fun than just a regular live streaming. And uh, you'll get to meet other people from different places. And um, you'll also get to be able to watch the recorded versions um, if you can't, if you miss any of the recorded version or the live versions, you can go and watch the, them over again as many times as you want up to two weeks after the event, which is really great. And the, the exhibitors, you can go, that'll be up for six months after the event. So if you see somebody and you like their products and you want to, but you forgot who they were, you can go right back on and find them again. So we think it's going to be a really interesting uh, Yeah, and we'll it'll you. be really great.
0: Yeah, we'll show you the tool in just a little bit. But um, uh, we'll log in, but we want to also go for some news. So Robert said something funny. Uh, Hi, Richard and Tracy. Oops, wrong podcast. That's really cute. <laughs> of course, we're friends with Richard and Tracy. In fact, we went to Hawaii with them not too long ago.
1: That was
0: so fun. So, and to be honest, actually, Tracy kind of helped me uh, give some advice. Although, you know, originally, I we, we've helped each other over the years uh, with all of this stuff, which kind of reminds me. Just so you guys know, so this is Open Mind UFO Radio, right? Uh, this is the podcast. Every Friday, I'm going to do this newscast live so you guys can join just like you are now. We can talk about stuff that I've done over the week. But I really would love for you all to uh, help me out by joining uh, Rojas Reports because that's where my interviews are. And I've gotten some really extraordinary exclusive interviews lately. Nobody else is getting Uh, really especially related to all the cool stuff that's going on right now in the news, which we're going to be talking about. So I'll talk about those. And of course, honey, as a guest, just like Martin, you, uh, you're invited to share your opinions and information. Really? Where is the news? Would you chill out? Emmanuel here we go. (laughs) We're going to get to the news. He's like, where's the news, man? Pardon me. Okay. Let's get to some news. But if you really want all of the best, of course, you should go to my podcast or my. um... So let's get in. But I want to show the website a little bit quick here uh, because I want to talk about the news. And I got to stop this screen share. Sorry, technical thing and bring up this other one. Um, Actually, ooh, you guys are going to get some news. The DOD news is fading now. Is what might, why might I have had that up? Probably because I'm working on an article and I think it's going to be a really important one. But let's look at the news here. Here we go. TV. I'm so happy to have the website back up. As some of you may know, it's been really struggling over like the last year as it slowly died because it wasn't really being taken care of. Uh, I didn't host it. That was part of the problem. So now I do so I can make sure that everything is, um, you know, uh, up to speed and everything works correctly. So what is the news? First of all, uh, this is something that I'm really proud of. Uh, Antonio Guneas, who some of you are probably familiar with. uh, He used to be a writer with uh, Open Minds. He wrote an article in Open Minds magazine about... uh, this interview here, he actually went to a conference and got to meet Colonel Ariel Sanchez of the Uruguayan Air Force. And I don't know that really there's any website that covers, uh, I'm over here looking at the microphone instead of the camera. I don't know that there's any website that really covers uh, international UFO cases like we have. In fact, uh, and the reason I bring that up is the last episode of Unidentified was all about that so at openminds.tv on the the youtube i actually have a lecture about international ufo organizations that very much mirrored that episode of unidentified but i give more information including about ariel sanchez right here uh who started crit ovni and they were really important uruguay was one of the first uh south american governments to create an official ufo uh, organization and then they work with other governments to start them in other countries. In particular, Chile. Chile has a really robust program called CEFAA. As some of you who follow Open Minds are probably aware, because we've had a great relationship with them. We brought General Bermudez to the UFO Congress. Uh, we also brought uh, another one of their representatives, uh, who I've interviewed, Jose Ley, quite a bit. He used to be their international relations director. So we've got a lot of news here about sightings that you're not gonna get anywhere else. In fact, I saw some South American researchers said, hey, this story is amazing, you know, it's got more information and they miss Antonio. And I miss Antonio too, he isn't writing for Open Minds anymore, but Karen and I try to go check on him uh, occasionally. And a lot of people have expressed concern since I've been posting his articles again, saying, hey, where is Antonio?
1: But he didn't make it to our conference last year, which is
0: he did a for surprise, a little surprise. Actually, we mm-hmm. didn't know
1: he was going to show up. But,
0: but we'll go check on him soon. We've got to go check on him. We've been trying to to take care of him. But uh, so this is a great article. Look for that. I won't get into too much detail. But if you haven't watched that latest episode of Unidentified, one thing that uh, Sanchez did say that we were not aware of, and I don't believe is in my article in our article is that um, he claims it was the U.S. government that prompted him to start their UFO investigation organization. So that's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Let me look at StreamYard real quick. Hey, Alejandro. So lots of highs. Hello, Rodrigo. Hello, Mr. Mister. Hello, Cartola. Hello, Hello, Renee. So... um, uh, oh, Renee says, Tracy and Riches is members only. True. And my Rojas reports are members only, too. So you can join and become a member of and watch those Rojas reports, uh, which I think are really important. And we'll get into some of the latest ones here in a minute. But the other thing that I've been posting um, are these UFO crash articles. Oh, don't be careful. Uh, the, these UFO crash articles. And um, the reason why is, of course, the New York Times in their story about how the Senate Intelligence Committee is asking for uh, UAP reports of uh, military intelligence agencies. They included these uh, this information about potential UFO crashes, um, which is kind of which is which is interesting. Uh, my fear is that. Uh, Personally, kind of my take in a nutshell is that we moved from the tenable position that UFOs are a real issue that are taken seriously by the government to this untenable position that there are UFO crashes. Why do I say there's a difference? We have tons of evidence, tons of uh, even the Navy admitting that they take UFO seriously. We really just have anecdotal kind of hearsay when it comes to UFO crashes, and that's what's kind of difficult. However, there are some good cases out there, and that's why I posted these two stories. One of them, which is about other UFO crashes in the US that I wrote, in particular, Aurora, Aztec, and Kexburg. Some of you who have been around for a while know about those cases. So, uh, but hopefully you'll find out there's more information in these articles than you may be aware of, but uh, that's what I wrote those about. Otherwise, a lot of people don't know anything about UFO crashes, and that's what these articles are for, for those people new thinking, hey, what the heck's going on? What's the New York Times talking about? I didn't think Roswell was real, and there was anything credible. Well, there are some interesting stories about UFO crashes, so that information's there.
1: And even if we don't have evidence, it kind of makes sense if there are other... Places or beings from other places flying around here that at least one might crash.
0: I don't know. See, I don't think so personally. I don't think so at all, but um, who knows? I kind of might, and this is pure speculation. I want to make that clear. If there is a crash, I kind of am of the belief that they crashed on purpose. I believe that they wouldn't crash on accident, that perhaps uh, if they did crash a vehicle, it was meant for us to find and to see technology. Possibly, if that was the case, but um, who knows? But who I mean, knows? I'm sure
1: they're traveling millions of miles. They have technical difficulties, just like any other beings.
0: Maybe, but for instance, well, they're with being so advanced and so much travel. I don't know. I don't think so.
1: I don't think anything's foolproof.
0: Maybe. Also, this article from Antonio, three alleged international crashes. And these are pretty shocking. Shake Harbor is one of them that's in here. That's a well-known case uh, as well. It's a Canadian case, but it's really covered thoroughly here. So I think you'll get information that you weren't aware of, even if you know of this case. The other cases, and I'm going to click on this link because I think these cases are really cool. There's another case, uh, a Russian case. That's what this is related to. And that one is really interesting. That deserves a look. Um, and then there's another one. Let's see, like, Shag Harbor. UFO crash, Shag Harbor. When I do that voice, it reminds me of um, uh, that latest Star Wars cartoon, which I loved. Uh, kind of starts oh, off like that. Like one when Disney. On Disney one. Yeah, one on Disney. <laughs> But here's one in Argentina. This is a really cool one because there was some U.S. government fiddling around this one, and it's very popular in Argentina. It's kind of like Argentina's Roswell. So uh, this might be one that you're not aware of. Not many people are. Here's uh, one of those government documents where they talked about this case, where they kind of got involved. And then finally, here's the one in the Soviet Union that we're talking about. Another great article by Antonio Juniaz. He's really good. So the crashes, what do you think about crashes? Do you think, so you believe there's probably crashes?
1: I'm not saying there probably is. I'm just saying that I think it's definitely a possibility because I don't think anything is 100% foolproof. And, you know, things can break down. And if something broke down and they, you know, it's not like they have any way to fix it when they're in space. I think, you know, could have happened. Just like sometimes our planes come down, even our, you know, our space shuttle had one time didn't make it so yeah i think it's possible i don't know if we've had any real credible evidence right now but i think it's possible
0: so uh some people in the chat say maybe they're using et tech to take down more craft you know actually that's what tom DeLong thinks and i think that it's important to note here and when we get into the next story, this is going to be important. When it comes to, to the Stars and all those guys involved, Chris Mellon, who's got this amazing background in government and in the elite, essentially. I mean, he, he's part of the Mellon family. Uh, you know, Lou Elizondo, uh, who worked in intelligence, Tom delong They don't agree at all on everything. I mean, they all have very different perspectives on things. So when, you know, some people get confused and they think uh, – they think when Tom DeLong says something that everybody agrees with that, but that's not the case The you know, um, there are different perspectives. Oh, we can't see you there. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Uh, so, but Tom DeLong believes that Tom DeLong believes there's maybe some kind of battle going on. Um, and that the government has retrieved their technology and he even had said at one point, that's kind of what's happening now is that, uh, the government's finally able to hold their own in this battle against aliens and that's why they want to come out with information. I mean, I completely am uh, skeptical of that idea. I don't see that we see any of that, but who knows? Could be, Um, where are you going?
1: I'm just getting a a chair that's not so wide. (laughs) Because we're bumping into each other. Chairs, we can't get close.
0: Okay, so let's look at this next article though. And that's this top one here. Um, I'm really proud of this article. I've been working really hard on these articles, so I hope you guys appreciate them. And, and I know that the titles do not indicate that there's anything new. So for instance, TTSA advisor, Chris Mellon tells CNN potential UFO crashes should be taken seriously. If you were not aware of this CNN interview, then that's pretty important. If you are aware of this interview, then you may think, well, okay, I already knew that, but when I go into these articles, I get in more in-depth into, uh, and I always add something new to the article and uh, to what's going on. What's new about this? Well, I interviewed Chris Mellon in the Rojas reports. Um, I also interviewed Lou Elizondo and Eric Davis, kind of the main players when it comes to all of this going on with the this potential UFO crash thing. Uh, in the New York Times article that kind of revealed this potential for UFO crashes, uh, or at least that Eric Davis and Elizondo seem to be convinced of that. Um, uh, I kind of criticize that Elizondo's never said that, but I did confirm with Elizondo that he's cool with, you know, the, with the way that was framed. And Leslie told me that as well, that, hey, Lou is cool with it. So chill out, <laughs> essentially. So um, so he is cool with that that framing. So he and Davis are convinced. Mellon has not said he's convinced. Um, and he actually spoke out it in CNN, and I think it was great, and it's fair, and this was a part of my fear, which I'm talking about, moving this into the untenable area of UFO crashes. CNN brought it up. CNN said, hey, this guy Eric Davis is saying that there's UFO crashes. You know, What do you have to say about that? Well, what he said was, what I will say about that is that I think that aspect Assertion should be taken seriously. I'm aware. I know Eric very well. I understand his arguments. I was present in his briefings on the Hill, and he tried to provide some leads for them to follow to enable them to potentially confirm this. It's an issue that should be taken seriously. So Uh, I tried to follow up with Eric Davis. You know, I had an interview last April where Eric Davis came clean and he started talking about UFO crashes, saying why he believes in them. And it was mostly essentially because people with clearances who claim to have worked on these programs told him this was the case. So that's still not firsthand knowledge. Um, And it's kind of what Chris is saying here. Chris is saying, I've heard his argument. I know what he believes he was able to share that information, uh, share his leads. In other words, these leads, even these these Wilson docu- documents that you know, like uh, Richard Dolan are talking about, that's a potential lead. Of course, people have already followed up with uh, Admiral Wilson. He, he says it's no no go. There's nothing there. But if you know, really ambitious staffers or people in the Senate want to try to fit, find out more information. Uh, at least in a classified, apparently classified setting, Davis was probably able to name names, departments, uh, corporations, or people who may be involved so they can go pursue that kind of stuff uh, to potentially see if there's something there. And I think that's what this was all about. And kind of what Chris Mellon is saying is, uh, you know, look there. Um, Chris Mellon had already said that, um, unidentified in this they're when they're revealing these cases, it's all about trying to say, Hey, we know that there's more there. So when these UAP reports start coming from the military intelligence, these cases that we know about better be in there. And I think essentially what they're saying here is we think there's UFO crashes. These UFO crashes better be in there too.
1: Yeah. Actually, I, I strongly believe that Roswell was a crash,
0: a crashed alien spacecraft. Yes. And I what think, makes you believe that?
1: Um, well, the one thing that stuck out in my mind is when I read the book is that for something minor, I don't think the man would have traveled like an hour into town. But his cows would not go into that area of the refuge. The ref- he said it was like a mile long. Now, that's no balloon. That's not a balloon. And why would the cows, if it was unless it was something weird or they sent something weird about it, like maybe radiation or something. Why wouldn't they walk through that part? And they had to go all the way around. And he got him really annoyed that he had to do that. So that doesn't sound like a weather balloon. And it sounds like there's something weird about it. And just the fact that, you know, people did come out on their deathbeds saying stuff, you know, happened, which is kind of a weird thing to do when you're about ready to die is tell your family a lie. You know, to me, it doesn't make sense. To me, there's got to I think there's something going on in that. Situation. maybe
0: although i did write an article recently about how roswell was a cover-up but uh and the weather balloon debris we do know that yeah we know that we know that the weather balloon the, those pictures that we got from the press where they showed de- the debris that wasn't the debris right and how do we know that the air force told us that in their report that it seems like ramey was covering up for uh project mogul the th- well The thing is, and one of the main scientists who I quote in this article says, there was no reason for him to do that. In fact, if you read the report, nobody was cleared. It wasn't really uh, the people who worked on the project, these couple of teams from these universities, they were just work building these weather balloons, these balloons that would take uh, these devices up in the sky. They didn't know why they were building them. But the point is, the construction they were very similar to regular weather balloons, and there was nothing secret about that material that was used to build everything. The, what the what they were being used for is secret, and what were they being used for to listen uh, to tremors in the sky to be able to listen for nuclear weapons testing by Russia in particular is what they were looking for. So, uh, and and that report says there's no reason Rami should have. Classified it. The other kind of weird thing is that what Jesse Marcel's verbal descriptions of what he saw is very similar to Project Mogul, and that's really tough. Including this weird tape with these symbols. Well, they or this weird these eye beams that he said that were like balsa wood that had weird symbols on them. Well, in Project Mogul, they did use balsa wood. And they had this tape they used with, you know, these little kids symbols on them. So, I mean, that's pretty coincidental.
1: So mogul started before. Um, we don't know exactly when mogul started, honestly. Oh, mogul
0: started before. In fact, there was a test that was done in the same time period. Mogul was out of Alamo Gordo, which was about 80 miles to the West of Roswell. Um, but, uh, yeah, there was one that they didn't recover. That was it, but around that time, so it's really hard. It's but, a, I think that's tough. But oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, um, but it doesn't make any sense that these military people would not understand the like, even if there was tape which could have been there from a previous craft. It just kind of got mixed in with stuff. They know all the other stuff. They were. They wouldn't have gone home and showed their family, look at this, you know, look at this metal that uncurls and, you know, once you crumple it up and then it uncrumples, they would have known what a common materials are. And the other thing is, um, I was actually lucky enough to go on one of Don Schmidt's um, digs out in the debris field. And we didn't find anything. Well, we found maybe one. And
0: Don thing. Schmidt is one of the primary Roswell researchers.
1: Um, We didn't find, you know, a flying saucer or anything, but what we did find in the middle of these fields are tons of rusted old um, nails, uh, cigarette cases, canteens. And it seemed like, okay, number one, nails. Why would there be nails in the middle of nowhere? And why is there so much stuff? That's kind of to me, it seems like there was a lot of people out there, and the only people who would have been—I mean, I'm thinking maybe military men were out there smoking, dropping their stuff, because there's no reason to have nails in the middle of nowhere. I
0: don't know. Uh, then again, if Ramy was covering up Project Mogul, um, he might have sent guys out there to retrieve all that material, um, and that could be why. But they why were the out nails? There.
1: What is that? Yeah. Well,
0: you know, at least I think Don Schmidt thinks the nails are out there because they tried to make it harder to find any material. So if you went out there with a uh, metal detector, you would find the nails and that material. So That's I don't know. Silly. But still, you know, there are not very far away, there's a pin, a large pin with a windmill. I mean, there's structures there that were built that no doubt use nails to build those structures. they were pretty
1: far away from where we were.
0: And still, that is all circumstantial. Um, I I totally am of the belief you need extraordinary evidence uh, when it comes to extraordinary claims, and none of that is extraordinary. But it is, I mean, it's potentially interesting. Also, when it comes to Don Schmidt and the bodies, Mm -hmm. uh, for Open Minds Magazine, I had asked Don Schmidt a few years ago, to write us an article about the best evidence that there was, there were bodies out there. Because I I wrote an article for Den of Geek about this, and it wasn't until the late 80s that people, when Roswell was already getting famous, that people started claiming there are aliens there. So I think that's kind of, uh, the the claims are kind of rough. But uh, Don did write an article with some of these, like you said, deathbed Mm -hmm. confessions um, there aren't many. I think there's one, and um, so I'll be posting that article very soon here in the next few days.
1: And the people did say that they were um told, "Do not tell anybody," and threatened with their lives. So that could also be a reason why people wait until other people came out um, to talk before they started talking. Um, and you know, when things they see something that happens, sometimes you doubt what you saw as time goes by, and you know, memories fade a little bit and especially if you're trying to avoid thinking about it because it scares you or because the government says they're going to come get you if you talk about it. I can see why, um, you know, why they wouldn't talk, because we know now that that there are secrets. We do know that there was a there was a program that Lou Elizondo was working on and that didn't get revealed until he came out himself and told us about it.
0: Yeah, see, a lot of people are making some good points. Uh, You can date standard nails to a decade. I don't think that's been done with the nails that they found out there. Uh, Robert says, I'd love to know more about the second crash site. It's a bit vague. And this kind of relates to Mr. Mr. Saying they built crates to haul stuff out there. That's the problem. Uh, When it comes to a second site, when it comes to crates, this is all... Third, fourth, fifth-hand information—it's not very substantial, uh, you know, information that we have that any of this actually happened. I think there's a there's a book that Kevin Randall wrote, and I think it's uh, Roswell for the 21st century, and uh, it's a great book. Now, unfortunately, the way Kevin writes it, you already have to know quite a bit about Roswell to understand it. But I highly recommend this book because he, of course, is a Roswell believer, if I put it that way. He's a great researcher also. I think he's very credible. And he goes down in an unbiased manner and goes witness by witness to say, who's credible anymore? What is credible? We found so many liars when it's come to this case. What is the credible information? And so with his book, you can really kind of put that together, what is the best information regarding Roswell? and he feels that uh, that it's still like you do mm-hmm. essentially similar information, but he feels it still falls on the side of likely something much more strange than Project Mobile. Right.
1: And I just want to make a point. The things that we were unburying out there were not sitting on the top of the of the dirt at all. You had to dig several inches down to get any of this stuff. So that's that also you know, shows time progression from when that they were laid down there. So that also kind of give some credence to the whole Roswell Yeah. Thing.
0: And when it comes to Roswell though, you know, and this is the other hard part, it's probably the best case mm-hmm. and it's still kind of up in the air. So I'm just uh, hoping
1: one day somebody passes away and th- the family goes through their things and finds all this stuff, you know, finds some diary that talks about it or finds a piece of this material. That would be just really exciting.
0: Yeah. Who knows? And of course there is the memo, which I think is potentially uh, revealing too, which is, you know, in one of those photos. And by the way, if you look at my articles, I typically will link to, nobody's written about this. I've written about it quite a bit. And Kevin Randall is involved with this. The University of Texas has those images and they have very high quality uh, renders of these images that you can download from their site. And uh, so those are usually what I point to. And they even talk about how, you know, the General Ramey is holding this memo and there are some words in that memo That Well, we can't read it yet. Hopefully, eventually, someone will be able to crack the code to figure out what it says.
1: That'd be great. But
0: uh, there are some indications it could be talking about victims and crashes. And And
1: saucer, I think, is one of the words, I think.
0: Yeah, I think disc comes off pretty well. Yeah. I'm not sure about saucer. And balloon is in there. So, I mean, it's Fort Worth, Texas.
1: Sounds pretty suspicious.
0: We'll see. What we think
1: is flying around. Who knows?
0: It's possible. I mean, Kevin... Uh, Here's Eric Davis right here, and uh, he could prove to be uh, right. So uh, the the other last thing I want to talk about is my latest interview. So um, I interviewed this week Steve McDaniel for the Rojas Report. I haven't posted it on the website yet. I'll hopefully have that up today, and then I'll have the audio up on Patreon hopefully later today, too, for you all, for those who like to listen to the audio. And I guess I should remind people, if you go to Patreon, you could subscribe to Be A Pod People, where you'll get access to all the audio versions of uh, the Rojas Report. And then if you subscribe as an interplanetary galactic, you get video access. You can also do that on YouTube now. Uh, and not only on if you're intergalactic, you get video access and you can join live. On YouTube, you can do that, too. You can join, and you can get access to the archive videos or access to join live, uh, the Rojas Report. And then ask questions. And I have been in contact with Lou Elizondo. We will be doing the interview soon. I hate to tell you next week, because that's what he told me, but he's told me that the last two or three weeks, it's going to be next week. So I can't say for sure when it'll be. He is very busy. And there are a lot of things going on. Someone said this. Go ahead.
1: Oh. If you become a pod person, are you gonna tell your friends the aliens and they're gonna clone you and get rid of your real body?
0: don't tell them that. That was secret.
1: Darren, you have to tell me these things. How am I gonna know
0: unless you tell me? But someone said, oh, Rodrigo says, I think more is going on behind the scenes in there. And these are New York Times articles are just the tip of the iceberg. Remember, Senator Reed tried access so that's a great point that there's a lot going on in the background. That's what's keeping Lou Elizondo busy. There's a ton going on in the background. Uh, that's why I want to get Lou in here to give us a little bit of insight on this. And, you know, there's always been this frustration over the years. What What is TTSA doing? Well, they've been extremely busy doing a lot of different things to make the sort of things that we've seen happening, uh, like the Senate taking this seriously. That's what's been going on besides the television show. But there is a lot going on. And
1: bureaucracy uh, runs very slowly. Yeah, that so too. So that's unfortunate.
0: But it's running faster than can be it's imagined normal. right yeah. now. But yeah, Harry Reid did try to get access to SAP projects. And those are especially, uh, the essentially special access programs. Those are the black projects. But uh, also, and this is some of the debate. Oh, that gets to Steve McDaniels. And uh, even my interview with uh, Lieutenant, Lieutenant uh, Tim McMillan, Is that according to uh, Chris Mellon, he had oversight of all those SAPs. So he would know what was there. Um, And he says he has not ran across anything UFO crash related. Uh, But it doesn't mean he hasn't ran across any other UFO programs. And everybody seems to be alluding to there were other UFO programs. So maybe we'll find that out. Mm
1: -hmm. They're just so secretive and so small that they don't even know about each other. So...
0: But Steve McDaniel, who's in the last Rojas report, is putting together something called Skyhub. And maybe I'll even show you just a real quick picture of it because it's really cool. It's essentially uh, what people have been trying to do, put together cameras and stuff in order to um, be able to detect UFOs. Um, So that's what he's been doing. And I'll show you what it looks like real quick. Um, but you've got to check out the interview. The other thing, though, is not only is he a uh, a software developer, he's also a uh, has spent years working in intelligence, in particular navy naval intelligence. So he has a you know I think something like sixteen years background in intelligence. So he also understands a lot of what's been going on as far as you know. Um, all of this stuff uh, with intelligence. And so he had.
1: Um, Our friend Ben Hanson just.
0: Called. Oh yeah, Ben Hansen, <laughs> Cause I'm supposed to get on with them in just a little bit here. But, um, and I, I'll be on a travel channel actually in about an hour doing a, a live stream like this probably right here uh, with Ben Hanson and Bryce Zabel talking all about all of this. But um, uh, with Steve McDaniel, you know, that's what we asked. What about these SAP programs? Is it possible? That there could be programs outside of uh, government oversight for the layman, I think for most of you, you'd say, of course, there could be. But for those in the know in the government who have been working on this, even people in this in this uh, industry say, likely not. Um, one person, interestingly enough, who agrees that there could be is Tyler Rogaway. Um, but uh, there's there's a lot of complications around something like that. So um, I, I think that's what's really interesting. We're getting access to people who have more information than anybody that we've really had before. And that's exciting. So um, that's some of what's going on. Go to TV, of course, to follow all of that. Uh, but before we do, should we do you have something to show over here?
1: Um, let's see. So
0: we're here.
1: Still selling tickets. Can you can you just push the sign in there or the one that the link that I sent you?
0: That this is the link,
1: but it's that's something different than. Mm-mm. Was it before? It had you could log in as John Doe.
0: This is the John
1: Doe. This is paranormal. Okay. All right. Well, can they see that? So this is if you're doing a okay. desktop, you would open it up
0: and. Let me show them Okay. and then you can control it. So what we're going to do now is show you real quick the tool for the UFO Congress and how it works. Just because, you know, a lot of the fun, of course, of the Congress is interacting with people and this tool allows you to do that.
1: So this is the website uh, version, the um, desktop. So you would come to here and you would scroll through these down. So this isn't logged in right now, so you can't see it. As, but you can see right now through here, you can see the attendees. So let's say this this guy. I'm sure it's okay to click on him. Uh, okay, so I think we're just not logged in. But I want to show you from the from the phone, you can just...
0: Wait, you can't see it yet. Okay. You're so going to try to show him your phone?
1: Yeah, I'm going to try. <laughs> so you just download the Hoover app. And once you log it on... This is what, is it too glary?
0: Yeah, you can't really see that.
1: Well, you can kind of see where there's these different boxes and you'll be able to click on, if you want to see other attendees, you can see them. If you want to click on the the exhibitors, you can click on that and they'll have a, unfortunately, I wish I could show it on there. But once you get on an exhibitor, you can go in there and see what products they have. Whatever they've uploaded in there, you can see that. Um, It's there. They might post a video in there so you can see that they might actually have a live uh, streaming so you can go in there. um, So vendors, if you're interested, it's really a cool tool. So up until from now all the way until six months after the conference, you can sell on online through us um, for just the the same amount of money that you're paying for your virtual booth. It lasts, you know, seven months, basically. And you can um, send out an email or just list it right there on your booth. Hey, I'm going to have a live um, a live stream from six to eight or whatever. And then you get on there and you just start talking to people. And however you use your live stream, whether you use YouTube or zoom or um, whatever you can, uh, what was I going to say? YouTube. I don't know. Um, so I mean, whether but- you use the, whatever thing that you use, you can get on there and live stream to your customers. So if you use zoom, they could, you can allow them to, to come into your zoom room and ask questions and you can have a live talk with them on the screen, you on the screen, whatever way you want to do it.
0: But let's talk about like so. The tool you can do. There's even a community tab here where you can talk all kinds of different conversations. You can even start your own topic or yeah, group, exactly. And uh, then you can have people come in and, and you can talk with them. But uh, let's talk about. So we'll give you more information. We'll have more videos about that upcoming. But let's talk about some of the speakers real quick. Yeah. Uh, some of you will know MJ Benayas, who uh, I've interviewed before. I think I was one of the. I've interviewed him a couple times. He's doing some great articles on all this stuff. We've become friends with Brian Bender.
1: Who would have thought? Didn't know he lived in Arizona, but uh, he was one of the. He wrote one of the articles that came out in 2017 in December, uh, revealing the program that the government's had. So he's uh, got a lot of knowledge, knows a lot of people. He's a really interesting guy, and he's going to be talking about all this. So. Um,
0: he broke a couple others too. Stories the navy that the navy had. Briefed uh, the Senate. Mm -hmm. Uh, More recently, he was the first mainstream person to break that the Senate Intelligence Committee uh, was asking these uh, for these UAP reports, and uh, and he keeps in contact, so he has new information all the time.
1: Yeah, and he's a great storyteller. You'll love listening to him. He's just got these great stories, so I think you'll enjoy that.
0: Chris Bledsoe, uh, Mm -hmm. which is another rare one. He doesn't do a lot of appearances. Uh, but you probably hear about him a lot so that'll be fun he
1: had an he had an encounter like a first or close encounter of the third degree maybe even more than that uh back in what was the year do you remember I don't him? remember
0: in the I, 70s th- I think it's the 80s yeah sounds about it, right but
1: uh so he's got a very interesting story
0: but if you click the button here you can read more about him mm-hmm. um and then Tim Bringham. Uh, it's great. He's another uh, scientist, that uh, PhD. He was
1: actually, uh, yeah, he was a PhD. He was actually a professor for a while. He's not doing um, teaching anymore, but he is in this uh, in the medical field right now, technology.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'll just kind of scroll through. You can see more. We'll be talking about more of these guys. Mm-hmm. Diana Posolka. She's super popular right now. Yeah,
1: wrote a book a couple years ago about UFOs. And she's also an, uh, an academic. She's a professor. And um, Kevin, Knuth, another professor. So we have some very highly credible um, and qualified people to talk on the science. Um, in addition, Travis Taylor, another PhD. He's actually got like five PhDs, I think. But um, he's gonna talk about what maybe an alien invasion might look like if that's, if they, you know, were not friendly. Um, and yeah, all Travis based on science. And did
0: you say from Skinwalker? All
1: I didn't right, say so. yet, actually. Oh. But yeah, he, he used to be on a show called uh, Ra- uh, Radio City, not Radio City. Rocket City, Rocket City rednecks, and what it was was him and his, his like brother-in-law and his dad, and um, they would just go out in the garage and build some fantastic things. Like one thing he built was an Iron Man that he made an arm that was like the Iron Man, and he could like lift a keg of beer with one arm. Um, just really smart guys doing uh, building stuff, and uh, but now he's on the Skinwalker Ranch show.
0: Yeah, someone noted uh, noted that Nick Pope. Nick Pope has been around on Twitter, but Jonathan noted, you know, <laughs> he and I have been arguing a little on oh, Twitter. Okay. Lori Renfield, she was one of the Rendlesham witnesses before the big event happened and uh, also part of Dr. Greer's uh, disclosure. Right. Yeah.
1: She's going to be talking about what she saw, which was actually before what Fresh everybody trailer. else saw. So that'll be interesting. Um, Good yeah. old
0: Travis Walton, our buddy. We always have him. and People always want to hear from him.
1: Yeah. And another person, Kate Thorbelston, she is a contactee, um, experiencer. So she's got a pretty interesting story. Apparently um, she says there's implants in different parts of her body and on those parts of her body that supposedly had incense, um, implants in them, she can take a magnet and put it on against her skin and it sticks. And she's going to be demonstrating that for us. So very intriguing, interesting,
0: strange. So you could check out more uh, and, and at the International UFO Congress. But we got to
1: mention our good buddies. Which so Stacy and Marianne. No. Stacy Wright, who is the state director of Arizona MUFON and also the Phoenix uh, director.
0: And,
1: yep, there she is.
0: Those of you who join live, she might be joining live. She joins know. these, well, these work, videos live so. a lot. I don't know. So. Uh,
1: and then Marianne. Marianne, well, they'll both be um, sharing stories of how, you know, going about their uh ufo investigations because they're field investigators
0: marianne's a cop and she's also a cop yeah
1: she's a tough lady but i oh, know
0: stacy is watching look hi, she Stacey! just texted us woo, woo.
1: <laughs> shout out to stacy i don't know about marianne she's i know she's on her way to pine top so maybe she's listening to you if so hi marianne oh, she is? yeah but Where's uh
0: marianne? they'll have some
1: interesting stories also oh really did marianne say she's here
0: no. no, that's Stacy. Oh, okay. So oh, she's let's in see. Washington. I
1: don't want to leave anybody. Oh, um, Chad Lewis. He actually does his own podcast and does shows, and he's been on a lot of travel tra- travel channel shows. And he does a lot of ghost hunting, but he also does UFO stuff. So he's, he'll be really interesting to watch. And David Marler, our good friend David Marler. You know
0: who he looks like? He looks like one of the guys in um, the, the movie about the vampires it was in California. There were like all these cool kids like in the eighties,
1: thirty years ago.
0: Yeah, uh, what something boys? What was bad that called? Boys? Somebody in the chat knows. Bad boys? No,
1: uh, vampire boys. <laughs>
0: what, I don't know. Which Someone one does, does he open. look like, though? I don't know. He was he was one that turned into a vampire maybe early he on. Was
1: him? He's yeah. about, He's not young anymore. All right. Is that it?
0: Is that it? I don't
1: know. Let's Are you look me see. I want to see if there's anything else.
0: We're about out of time. Oh maybe. no.
1: Okay. Well, but. Yeah, please go to www.ufocongress.com and you can see all the speakers, the agenda. You can buy tickets there. And right now until Sunday night, till midnight, you can get $50 off. So go before Sunday night so you can get that $50 saving. And I know you're going to have a lot of fun. And we're having 23 different lectures, Twenty or 1920 speakers and four, five, uh, three, four panels. So we will even have panels and you'll ask, be able to ask questions just like you do in person. So I think you should come on over, come on over to our side. And what's our conference.
0: Yeah. Andrew got it. it Lost Boys was the movie. Good one. All right. Otherwise, we I guess uh, lots of really important articles coming out. I'm working on a really good one now That's I think going to be very revealing about the DODs dealing with all of this stuff. Uh, I'm also was recently interviewed on a podcast called Pajama Pajama Pants Podcast, where it's uh, this guy Kasem, really cool. He he listens. He might be in listening to this show, but he he does a podcast with the two kids from The Sopranos, <laughs> Jamie Lynn Siegler and and Rob Eiler. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, and so keep an eye out for that. Um, like I said, Elizondo interview coming up, hopefully this week. If not, uh, I got another one planned. That's going to be really good. So lots of cool stuff coming up. Um, the hits keep coming.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to have some more videos prepared to, to help people navigate the, the, um, you know, if they're still on the fence, I'm going to have some videos that you can go see at, uh, international UFO Congress, Facebook and our YouTube, which will kind of go into more detail about how you maneuver around in the, conference app. And if you want it's whova W H O V A, you can google that and they can have some demonstrations right there. So if you're not sure, you can do that too.
0: All right. And guess what people? <gasps> no. That's it for the goodbye. show. Um, so, Martin has been, you know, I always end the show with saying adiós muchachos. Mm-hmm. And Martin's been trying to do that with me. Um would you do you want to try? Oh, I'll
1: do it differently.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's oh. the end of these shows, so Adios muchachos!